You are listening to Super Yacht Radio. And I'm being joined this morning by Kerry Allerton at Evolution Yacht Agents based out of Barcelona. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Evolution Agents are the Spanish specialist yacht agents and they've got offices in Barcelona and in Palma. Good morning to you, Kerry. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good morning, Lucy. And how is Barcelona this fine morning? It's a nice, it's a nice day. It's a, we've got a, our office has a view right onto the onto the beach, so uh, we we never really complain. There's always something to look at. And Barcelona, um, in the last few years, of course, has become a huge hub for wintering yachts, and so I'm sure you guys are quite busy there with the the few marinas in the centre of town. Yeah, so we we are very busy this this time of year. Obviously, Barcelona is a good winter destination. It's uh, we're less busy in the summertime, but uh, pre-season periods and and both wintering in Spain, Barcelona is a very good spot for them. Yeah, so we have lots of good company right now. Absolutely, and last year, of course, um, a very tricky year for everybody, and Barcelona and Cruz, lots of them uh, there for the whole year or, or, or parts of the year, they wouldn't have been, of course, um, your agents uh, like you have been helping those boats uh, and their crews kind of navigate the brave new world of, of all the COVID restrictions. I'm sure um, it's been tricky to say the least, but um, invaluable without your help. How how do your clients kind of cope um, in the in the sort of first part of 2020? Uh, yeah, it was obviously a kind of bit of a shock for everyone. And at the time, February, March, when it all kind of appeared and we all realised how serious this was going to be, we had a lot of boats wintering with us and gearing up towards uh, that summer season. Uh, we had some boats who were literally mid-crossing. They'd left the Caribbean and things were kind of okay. And then by the time they got to Barcelona... The whole world had changed really, so it was a big, it did have a big impact on us in, in Barcelona last year. And folks that were thinking they could leave early April, end of March to go maybe further, uh, further east to start paying for their mid season were blocked and couldn't. So we had their company for a lot longer than we expected. And yeah, they, it, it was uh, very, very trying to get ahead around all of the changes and what the requirements were at the same time as as our clients were and uh, it was pretty stressful for captains and owners I think just not knowing what the year ahead would be so we we all had to kind of figure that out together (laughs) yeah absolutely and then of course there's the bringing and the moving of crew you know around the world um finishing rotations getting out of countries getting in um and with Spain of course uh, us both being Spanish residents um we can see that for for the regular people who live here and have you know residency, it's been difficult enough to travel in and out. For crews, that must have been much more tricky. How did you help um, crews, and how are you helping crews to move around and make sure that they get to the vessel on time as much as possible, um, and you know to move around in Spain as freely as one can at the moment? Well, mostly it's a question of just knowing what's, what the Spanish government is allowing, uh, as well as locally. Because obviously on one level you've got the Spanish government, but you've also got local authorities and port authorities, health authorities, making all of them demands and requirements. And to be honest, Spain, I think, was actually one of the better places to be for getting feedback from our uh, other clients. And now we're kind of nearly new into it. 
we had lots of boats who were blocked during the first lockdown in spring last year and a lot of those boats actually returned to us at the end of the summer because I think they realized that actually it was quite a practical place to be the, the whole world is dealing with this and uh, I think for crew and for yachts uh, Spain and Barcelona and the Balearics were, were not too bad really and that was exactly one of the biggest problems that people had to face regarding their operations was getting crew in and out because we're not just seeing with what's happening in Spain but for example South Africa was a very tricky one last year because uh, the South African government basically shut down flights and were very very restricted on there they weren't even letting people leave let alone letting people enter so we had quite a few South African crew waiting to come back to, to Barcelona wanting to come back to Barcelona but there just literally weren't flights for them to get on and that was we didn't really have too much power in making that happen if the government won't let them leave then we're not going to be able to influence that but as soon as flights were available it was a question of making sure they had the right paperwork and South Africans really did have to uh, prove uh, prove to the local consulates and, and embassies that, uh, that they were seafarers they did have a job waiting for them they were contractually obliged to rejoin the vessel before they could even book a flight ticket and, and get on a plane and, and, and arrive here. And then, of course, arriving here is the next step, and that's making sure you've got the right documentation again to prove your seafarer status and uh, and that you're allowed to physically be present here as a, as a seafarer working on board a vessel. But- it's, um, you know, we, I think we've all seen um, last year and we we'll kind of expect our colleagues from South Africa, from the States, from Australia coming into Europe would have more difficulties. But of course, the end of 2020 brought us lots of gifts. And the last one, the cherry on the cake, of course, was Brexit. And so our English uh, captains and crew have had further challenges um, getting back onto the continent. Um, something that we haven't had to deal with as, you know, as, as a country for 40 years, having a kind of third country status. And I'm sure that all of us have seen, um, or, or you have heard firsthand, but you know, the rest of us have seen from friends or, or, or on our um, forums on social media, problems crew have been having coming back to vessels, leaving um, and not just because of COVID, of course, we've got that extra restriction of Brexit. Tell us a little bit about that. And what are, give us a definitive answer, Kerry, what are the restrictions for crew now travelling um, from the UK back to Spain? Well, yeah, that's, that is a big, big question. So this is going to be, <laughs> I'll try and make it as succinct as, succinct as I can. Essentially, the EU Council have put a recommendation in back in October, November to all EU member states that third country nationals may not enter the EU zone for uh, for leisure and tourism purposes. So up until December 31st, Brits were EU residents for this purpose. And so uh, people could fly, could enter the travel between the EU countries as, as freely as, as, as they like. What happened is as of 1st of January, now we are no longer considered EU residents uh, or nationals. And like you say, there's this term third country nationals. Now we're, there's no reason or they're not allowed to enter the EU zone and Spain is upholding this recommendation from the council. So that, that's the first thing. And that's going to be something that sticks and, and stays until the Spanish government relieves uh, or removes their restrictions for third country nationals. So that's in terms of crew who are maybe based in um, 
based in Boston, Spain, and they want their girlfriend to come visit for the week, or their mum to come visit for the week, for example. That's not going to happen because they cannot visit for tourism and measure purposes. Now, for seafarers traveling to Spain, Spain have always been quite good throughout, to be honest, and granted seafarers entry uh, despite of all the other restrictions that are in place. They do recognize that seafarers do need to travel and are an important part of industry uh, and maritime uh, commerce and business. So they have been throughout uh, allowed to enter Spain no matter where they're coming from, what their nationality is. And that's still upheld. And this is in terms of the Spanish government. So even if you're, if you're a Spanish, uh, if you're a British seafarer, excuse me, a British national and a seafarer, you may still uh, travel to Spain to embark the vessel. But you have to prove it, just like our South African friend had to prove it last year. And by this we mean, and what we're recommending and we're seeing that we get the most success is seafarers should always carry their seamen's discharge books, they should carry their contracts, they should carry maybe a crew list even, showing that they're a part of the crew. Uh, they should also, we're recommending crew travel on seafarer tickets, so marine tickets. Uh, this again is extra proof to their airline or ground staff uh, authorities in your airport, departure airport that you, that you have the status. And then when you get to Spain, uh, the Spanish government accepts that uh, with all of these documents also you're allowed to enter, even if you're a British national, so a third country national. The other thing right now that we're dealing with is that Spain is not allowing direct flights from the UK to carry people who are not Spanish or Andorran residents or nationals. That's made it even more trickier. So although we have Brits in the UK who are uh, seafarers and have all their paperwork ready and they're ready to, uh, they can fly to Spain as a seafarer, we are having problems with airlines who are not um, allowing them necessarily to embark because of this restriction that Spain's put in. And fortunately enough, in Spanish, um, they're called bulletins, uh, uh, state bulletins. There is an exemption there for seafarers. It's a little bit, a little bit grey, but so far with all the right documentation, we can seafarers can travel to Spain under this exemption. But the issue that we're having is sometimes airlines are not necessarily recognising that, and this is not just for uh, British uh, seafarers in in Britain. Maybe you've got someone who's from Australia or New Zealand who's in who's in the UK right now and looking to return to Spain to embark the vessel. These flights normally should only carry Andorran or Spanish residents or nationals. And so, again, Australians and New Zealanders are having this trouble as well a little bit um, by showing that they, they need to prove their seafarer status and there is this exemption that um, seafarers can travel to Spain. So what we're doing at the minute is asking crew to look for other options to to make it to Spain and one option could be to travel indirectly so transiting by Amsterdam or Paris for example and that takes a little bit uh, the risk out of um, being refused boarding at Heathrow for example. Are people also making their way over land? I mean are people able to drive um, across? Um, we no, we haven't we haven't had that request yet from uh, from any crew from any of our clients actually. Uh, that that is that is an option. I, you still obviously need to check. For example, if you're driving through France, then you'd need to check with what the restrictions for the entry are at um, entering from entering the UK that way and through the channel and 
Um, yeah, that could potentially be, be an option for people. We have a couple of contractors uh, there people are requesting to drive from Holland or Germany. So we are getting requests everywhere. And again, it's a question of it's our responsibility really just to be double checking everything. And although we're in Spain, we kind of need to be aware of what's happening in France and Germany and Holland and the UK. And I mean, even we're having requests about flying through Doha and Dubai and coming from America. <laughs> we get all kind of requests on our table. And so each time we get this request in, it's a question of, making sure we, we've got the right contacts and we're knowing what to advise. But often uh, another reason for suggesting that crew needs a professional marine travel agents and getting a seafarer ticket is that those agents, that's exactly what they do and they know what the um, requirements are for transiting through, through countries as well as your final destination. Must be a constantly changing um, regulations that you must have to keep your eye on. I mean, hats off to you guys for being able to actually keep up with yeah. what's going on where. It must be an incredible job that changes, you know, overnight with no notice whatsoever. Yeah, it is. Because then the other thing is that although the EU Council has made these recommendations to all the EU member states, each EU member state does have authority to to implement to a certain extent or even add extra measures in. So. There's not one blanket rule for everything. And then on top of that, in at least in Spain, and I believe in France as well, there's different rules according to the different states. So Catalonia, for example, uh, is introducing not only the, you've got the national travel restrictions, but Catalonia at times over the last month or two months, we've seen them restrict movement to within the municipality. You can't leave Barcelona city limits, for example, or Tarragona city limits, unless you've got an emergency. And you, if you do have an emergency, then you need to fill in an online form and, and make sure that's ready to present in case there's any control or any checks as well. And then so those changes and those considerations. So we are constantly uh, trying to feed all of our clients with these updates. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, back in December, we had some rules that were applicable at weekends, but not during the week. <laughs> and so you could... Uh, in terms of the local movement restrictions. So, yeah, there's a lot to keep on top of, sure. Very tricky. And also for British crew, um, this question of stamping in and out on their passports when they, uh, there's been all kinds of chat. I don't know if you've seen it on our, on Palmer Yocker and all of the other fun, um, online forums, but there's been a lot of talk about whether the people should be stamping in and out of a vessel. Um, of course, this is all new for British crew. Um, now, as we've said, we've become a third country. Um, What's the what? What is the rub of that? What where, what should people be doing? Should they be stamping in and out of vessels if they're already in Spain already, or should they be waiting until they are leaving and going elsewhere? Well, yes. Yeah, so this is just a, this is a momentary uh, kind of issue for us because the crew who were on board the vessel and in Spain on December thirty first obviously did not receive a stamp in. Uh, did not have do not have a stamp in, in their passport, and so therefore, uh, actually, most of the police officers, and I think it's generally across Spain, the port police are saying they can't stamp you out if you don't have an in stamp. So the general uh, course of action is for crew who are already in the EU and don't have an entry stamp, they they can stay on board their vessel until they're ready to disembark, bearing in mind that while they are on board the vessel, they, at least in Spain, they can't travel more than 10 kilometers from the vessel because now they're not EU national. Um, they are restricted to 90 days and any 180 days. And if you don't have a stamp in, 
then you're considered out, if that makes sense. So the crew who are, crew are arriving now, who have arrived in Spain since 1st of January, they will have received an in-stamp at the airport. Uh, whether they flew through Frankfurt or directly to uh, Mallorca or Barcelona, for example, when they enter the, the Schengen zone, they should get a stamp in. And then that makes it easy. You know where you are. Then you can stamp in and out. It's just those crew who were on board uh, for the 1st of January. What they need to do is stay on board where they are. And the minute they need to disembark or travel further than 10 kilometers from the vessel, for any reason, need to request an immigration appointment to get stamped in. And that's when in 90 days start counting. We have had some crew saying, well, listen, I'd really like a stamp out and then a stamp in again, just to, just so I know I've got to make my passport, a little bit of anxiety or insecurity about that. But actually the port police are, are saying, no, we're not going to give you a stamp out uh, because you don't have a stamp in, which, which kind of makes sense. They can't uh, officially acknowledge that you're leaving somewhere if there's no evidence that you actually ever entered that zone. So that's how things are at the minute. Um, and then, like I say, as there's more movement going and people start getting used to the stamping in and out, I mean, it's quite easy to manage for captains and purses, um, and they can advise their British crew because they're used to dealing with this with Australian crew members or Kiwi crew members or other third country nationals. So it's not a new routine for, for vessel operations as such, but it is for the specific for the British crew. Yeah, absolutely. And thank goodness that it's not such a difficult thing for people to understand. Otherwise, with all the COVID regulations on top. Sometimes, sometimes we get, uh, you say it's not difficult, but for us, when we're dealing with it every day, it's very straightforward to us. People who haven't really had to, to deal with it before um, or who haven't had, I mean, we as an agency, we're very, uh, it's one of the first things we talk about when we've got vessels arriving, as we mentioned this, and we mentioned the protocol, and we say, you must please check your passports, check your non-European crew. Because uh, sometimes it gets overlooked and people don't realise how important it is. And a couple of years ago, it wasn't quite so important, but the last four or five years we've been, we've been saying to our clients, it's something you really need to educate yourself on and educate your crew on because it is going to get... Uh, there is going to be as the world gets I wouldn't say a more dangerous place but we've seen through various incidents in the last few years that at any minute you know any borders can be closed and checks can come into place and if you're not savvy as to what should and should not be in your passport it could ultimately have consequences not for the vessel not for the captain but for the crew member themselves so it's not just about the captain and person managing this crew members need to understand exactly what they're rights and obligations are. And where do you think the best place for them to find out this kind of information is? Because it often changes. Where would where would be a resource that you'd say to crew members if they really want to find out about their own kind of status? Where Where's the first place best to look as a seafarer? Well, the easiest, the easiest option is just to call your agent and call us because we deal with this every day, like I said. I mean, you can go online and look at the those websites with the European Council uh, updating on what restrictions and uh, capabilities are and you've got the, gov- the government the British government website it's quite it's quite a good it's quite a good website I think it's quite easy to read and it talks you through step by step so there are resources online but ultimately what we find is most people want it want to hear that from somebody from the, the voice at the end of the phone or in an email can you just explain to me I think there's that uh, it breaks it down into specifically that case or that scenario and uh, like I said, that's where that's what what our job is really. We're a representative here, a legal representative for vessels and their crew, and 
we've usually got that information. And of course, we have a direct line to the court police. So if there's any grey area or uh, anything needs to be a little bit more clarity, we can always ask them. Well, that is completely invaluable for crews, I think, at the best of times, but especially this year with all the restrictions constantly changing. Um, like you said, people get very anxious. Um, this causes a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah, it can do because people, uh, it's not just your your status in terms of future travel, but your jobs depend on it as, as well. Uh, so it, 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 is impo- it is important. Your passport is the most vital document you have, really. And uh, you need to take care of it and understand what, what needs to happen. We, another, I can tell you another few examples we've had is British crew who have been arriving and not necessarily getting that stamp in uh, in Barcelona airport. And I'm not really sure why that's happening, but we've had a couple of crew arrive and they, they know that they've arrived into the EU and now their days are limited. So they only have 19 and they know they need to request a stamp out once they're embarked to stop those days from running. And we've had a couple of crew request appointments and we, we get them to the uh, police station, the immigration office, and they haven't actually been stamped in at the airport, which causes another confusion because it means that they're kind of in a very grey place legally in terms of their presence in Spain. And so we've had a, <laughs> yeah, a few oh my goodness from the poor police. But that's where crew need to remember. You, you need to say now if you if your passport isn't being stamped when you pass through passport control, you need to say, sorry, sir, please will you pass, stamp my passport? I'm aware that I need it. Um, so that's something we're trying to educate crew on as well. And we, we were very surprised. We thought of all people, the Brits would be the most, uh, you know, under the most scrutiny at immigration control, but it's been two or three instances just in, that, just in the first 10 days. It just shows you, doesn't it, that it's not confusing, not just for everybody else, but even yeah. with authorities at point of yeah. stamping passport, people still aren't sure um, where who yeah. to stamp and where not to stamp. That is an incredible story. I actually, on a personal note, I once went through Barcelona Airport and they stamped me out. This is like five or six years ago. And I, I looked at them like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> a British passport, very, very strange. Um, but I guess yeah. everyone's, everyone can make mistakes these days. It's just um, knowing what to do and when to do. Perhaps they, perhaps they need an evolution agent. Right, right there at the at the point of aduanas. That perhaps I need your help too, Kerry. Well, sometimes I do feel that I know that I know what should happen more than some of the police officers sometimes, just because um, I've been going through it so much over the last few years. And I mean, we can't really. The airports is such a manic place right now. I do feel very sorry for for ground staff and and airline staff who are dealing with with this because like you say they've got to understand and what countries are uh, exempt you know for example talking about the the eu council limiting third nationals third country nationals from entering the eu zone for leisure and tourism but for example australia australian nationals are exempt from this because uh, any country that's deemed to be managing their covid situation well in their home country it's exempt, so I think there are 10 or 11 countries at the minute that Spain has declared those nationals may enter Spain for leisure and tourism, and that list is constantly being looked at and updated every two weeks, I believe. And long may that list get longer. I mean, I'm very much hoping that there's going to be a, a good Mediterranean season this year, everyone's crossing their fingers. I mean, you can't look into a crystal ball and figure out um, whether that is going to be the case, but I mean... Do you, do you think that we, are we hoping for seeing some improvement in Spain in terms of numbers? I think, I think so. I mean, we managed it last year when uh, it was maybe even a little bit more shaky. I mean, now we, 
now we know we know what our enemy is. We know a little bit more about it. I don't know if with the vaccines coming in that will change anything. We, you know, we're not sure about that. But you know, in a way, personally, I think let's just keep going with this restriction that we've got now, get under control, even longer, so that by the time April comes, uh, we can be in a bit better position. I, you know, I'd rather just stick with this as things are at the moment and do the best that we can so that we can have a good summer but I'm afraid I've got I've got no secrets that I can share with you in terms of that but we can just hope positively at this point and and fingers crossed and of course got lots and lots of hope it's just do what we're supposed to do it's be careful and uh, take precautions wear our masks do what the government's telling us to do and you know particularly for crew uh, living together in such close quarters and having to get on with their job. I mean, we've just got to take our responsibility and, and hope for the best as well. And there you have it. And if you guys need any advice whatsoever about travelling um, from where you are into Spain, Kerry and the crew at Evolution, your agents will be able to help you move across um, without any worries. And of course, you can see Kerry and the team down there in the office in Barcelona. Or, of course, there's their head office here in Palma. Very much look forward to seeing you at some point in person this year, Kerry. It's been far yeah. too long. Always miss it. Missing last year having your famous Halloween party. So just fingers I crossed know, this year. Biggest big appointments. Yeah, that was the biggest disappointment. But fingers crossed we'll all get to see lots big more of each other year. this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. And I really hope that um, if any crew really need any help, that they give you a call um, over there in Barcelona. And if you do want to get them, you can find them at Evolution Your Agents at all the your normal channels um thanks again for joining us carrie and we'll speak to you soon pleasure take care bye you are listening to super yacht radio